Hi, everyone. My name is Rob Mayola, and welcome to the Hi Hikiki Podcast, a podcast about industry, entrepreneurship, and life. And today we have a very, very, very special guest, my buddy that I met in the States on an incredible trip in San Diego, uh, my buddy Mike Triana. How's it going? Great, great. How are you, man? Nice Doing to see good. you, too. Doing good. How you been? Awesome, man. Awesome. Just trying my best here during quarantine, you know, keeping busy, uh, learning new things, trying my best in my business as well. Still training, so uh, keeping busy. Luckily, I'm able to keep myself preoccupied, <laughs> so I'm yes. not as bored as, as um, most people, I guess. That's good. That's good to hear. Uh, so for the people that don't know you, why don't you kind of introduce yourself, your background, what do you do, stuff like that. Uh, so just like Robert said, my name is Michael, Michael Triana. Um, I'm a professional Muay Thai fighter. Uh, I fought all around the world um, for Team USA as well. Uh, I've been doing it for about like seven years, eight years now, I think. Um, I started as an amateur, like everybody starts, started fighting the nationals, won nationals, made Team USA, became a professional fighter, um, went through my journey that way. I did start martial arts when I was 11, though, so I've been doing it for a very long time. I just, <laughs> yeah, I just got serious about like eight years ago, which was different, you know. Um, and after that, throughout my journey, started noticing that uh, I think like just everything <laughs> revolved about, around martial arts. I went to school for marketing and then um, I was always really good at computers and building websites and things like that. So I, I kind of put it together and I'm also an entrepreneur. I have my own like, YouTube channel. I have my own online company that I recently just started, uh, especially with all this going on. Like it was like now or never, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like sure. in a way the perfect time to do it. And so, yeah, yeah. So entrepreneur and professional fighter pretty much will describe me as uh, overall, I guess. Okay, right on. What are some of the key characteristics? I know there's a lot of different martial arts. What are some of the key characteristics of, of Muay Thai? Uh, key characteristics, I would say first, like the, the respect and culture. Uh, it's a um, national sport talent. The respect and culture uh, is all around, you know, being humble, being uh, respectful to your fighter, to your opponent, to the art itself. You know, it's not like uh, the Western uh, kind of like talking a lot and trying to show off a lot. It's more like very, uh, yeah, very respectful, very humbling. Uh, very rich sport and and this and values you know um and people really in a way (laughs) take care of each other in that sense when it comes to values there's not really a lot of trash talking or anything like that i think that's the first one now is when it comes to an art as like actual you know like the actual fight uh, a lot of it a lot of times it it can get confused with like kickboxing and things like that uh, just because it has you know punching and kicking but a lot of the times, uh, you know, it has elbows, which is a really big one that uh, changes the game. Elbows are very dangerous, very big weapon. There's not, and we don't have any protection there actually. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, a lot of people don't do Muay Thai because of that, <laughs> uh, because yeah. the elbows are very dangerous. And and clinching, another thing that's big in Muay Thai, um, clinching is uh, kind of like grappling, standing. You can sweep people and things like that. Other something that. Uh, unless you do Muay Thai, you, most people wouldn't have any experience with. So I think those in the fight game, those would characterize Muay Thai, uh, you know, differently than, you know, kickboxing 
or any other strike in sport. So. Right on. What are some of the gyms that you've trained in? Uh, where are they? Are they mostly, you're in Boston, I believe. So were they mostly in the Boston area or did you go international? So uh, I've been there international. Yeah, my main gyms here and actually I live in a place called Worcester's near Boston. Okay. Um, most people don't know Worcester, even though it's still like a biggish city, I guess. It's not, okay. it's not that big. It's like, it has like 400,000 people or something. It's very small. That's pretty big. <laughs> but uh, I guess, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I fight out of Worcester, Massachusetts at a team link. Uh, but I have trained in Brazil. Uh, I stayed there for a few months training at one call. Zero uh, Tres is like zero thirteen. Um, I've trained in Thailand, uh, a few different gyms, one in Pattaya, Tong, Elite Boxing in in Bangkok, in Phuket Fight Club, in Phuket. Uh, they're all great gyms. Uh, I always, uh, just like how I met uh, Robert, is I was scouting gyms and just getting training, and I'm always trying to learn more and more, trying to test myself. And I knew San Diego had some good gyms, so I went there uh, to just test them out, see, you know, what I can learn. And so, yeah, I mean, I have definitely have trained in, like, multiple, multiple gyms, and it helps a lot to learn. Right. That's nice. You know, it's funny seeing you. This is the first time I've seen you since San Diego. and It's great to see you, but it's also really depressing because it reminds me how awesome that trip was. And how like yeah. nice the weather was and San Diego, man, everyone's attractive, everyone's in good shape, everyone's outside. The sun, we were staying at a hostel right on the water. Man, yeah, that was, was nice. Yeah, those were some good days back in February. Um, so what would you say for someone? So obviously over the past, let's call it 10 years, UFC and MMA as a whole has really blown up and become more popular. What would you say to someone who is a fan of the sport and is considering trying their own or potentially uh, their parents and they have their kids and they want to put them in a, a mixed martial art, but they don't know, is it, do they do boxing? Do they do Mai Tai? Do they do jujitsu? Do they do judo? There's a million different ones. What would you say for someone who wants to get into a martial art, but doesn't know which one to pick and where to go? I mean, I think first of all, is just see what's around, you know, what are your actual um, uh, options, <laughs> you know, because maybe you want to yeah. do thai, Muay Thai or BGJ, whatever, but there's not a BGJ or Muay Thai gym around, you know? Yeah. Um, so let's like, start with that part, uh, you know, support your local, your local gyms. Um, and then like, if you want to get more into it, uh, I guess just like starting any martial arts, martial arts in general are, are great, are great for people. They, they will teach you, you know, self-respect. They'll teach you discipline. They'll teach you being humble. They'll just teach you so many hard work, so many things, especially for kids. I love teaching kids and I love seeing kids go into martial arts. I know sometimes people get mixed with like, oh, well, martial arts is like fighting and, you know, fighting is bad. But like, it's funny because like you do learn how to fight, defend yourself, right? Which I honestly think everybody should. And, but then you just, you you start respecting it and you don't actually become a bully. If anything, you you're like very calm you know because you know that how dangerous it can be and you know that other people can beat you up as well you know like because they know martial arts it's like it, that respect comes along with it a lot of times people get again, scared to try these things or put your kids in them because they think they might um become violent and it's complete opposite they actually become very disciplined they become um very calm you know and very confident which is very important 
a lot of times the way that we walk in the street or whatever, uh, subconsciously people see that, especially in kids. And, and when people do martial arts, you start walking differently. You start being more confident. You can defend yourself. You know, you feel safe. And people subconsciously see that kids, other kids will subconsciously see that. And honestly, they'll stop bothering you. Like they'll just like, I like there's something different. He walks or she walks with confidence. So it's very important. I really think everybody should start, even if it's, if they don't want to like fight or anything, I think everybody should do it uh, for again, the dedication and the confidence that it has. It's just, uh, it's just amazing. You know? And is, is sparring, so let's say I join, you know, a karate gym is, or a, a jiu-jitsu gym, is sparring 100% mandatory or is there a lot of things I can learn, um, if there's a lot of things I can learn from the martial art without actually grappling with someone? So I would say, I mean, when you say like mandatory, it's more like that depends on the school. Yeah. It depends on the school. Like martial arts is awesome. Our martial arts has so many great values but it doesn't mean every single school follows or has these values of respect there's some schools that are you know they just want to beat up people on and say like they're not like good schools and there's some schools that are uh maybe too friendly in a way um as in like a lot of the things that they might teach might not exactly work you know so then it just depends where you want to be and it shouldn't never be mandatory. Like if you don't want to spar, at least in my opinion, like you shouldn't, like they should not make you. However, I also agree that sparring is very important because I just in any career, there's a difference between like knowing the knowledge and applying the knowledge and applying is where the power comes in. You know, like everybody's like knowledge is power, knowledge is power. No, application, action is power. Knowledge is just a, it's just a roadmap, you know? And mm-hmm. it's very important. Without it, you're not going to get there. But if you don't take action, you're still not going to get there. <laughs> know what right. I mean? Like, you're right. still in the same spot. So, yeah, I mean, you can I – have, I have my own YouTube channel. You can have tons of free stuff there, right? But what makes a difference when, you know, when I teach you how to apply, why things don't work. Everybody, I can teach you how to throw a jab. I can teach you how to kick do whatever, but it doesn't mean you're going to land it. Most likely yeah. you probably won't land it because like the, it's a moving target. The person's going to defend themselves, all these things. And I mean, some people have even trouble landing the jab on the bag. They're like, Oh, but it moves all oh, but this. And it's like, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, now you have some variations to it and different footworks and times and distances that you have to take into consideration. And it goes for anything, you know, um, some <laughs> like some things that, uh, in a way bother me, it's just like any career, you know, people might study uh, something, right? But they never actually have any experience with it, but they think they know everything. And then once they get into the real world, it's just like, wow, it's not like I studied, you know? It's like, yeah. it's not like if, if I, if B, A happens and I do B, if B happens and I do C, like life's not like that. It's like, if A happens and like, you might have to do X, you know, like it depends. <laughs> so it's like, you have to get that experience if you really want the full benefit of it, I would say sparring is your best way to do it because you're going to be there, but it shouldn't be mandatory. And of course, like it shouldn't be in, it should be in a very safe way and safe place where like people really don't really hurt you. You know what I mean? Of course, 
it's sparring. It's a fight. Like you're not a fight. That it shouldn't be a fight. But mm-hmm. it's sparring. Like you can get bruises. You can get a little bit of hurt. Um, could happen. But it shouldn't be the point. You know, like I I taught kids and I spar with the kids. Like I'm never gonna hurt the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I want them to feel like the glove touching their face. I want them to feel like them off balance. I want them to, you know, feel like they're in the in the moment, in the sparring. And then they start learning, creating that muscle memory over and over and over with variations, being alert. Um, mm-hmm. It's important to really master something, you know? Right. That's good. So what would you say, kind of switching away from martial arts and into overall fitness? So obviously the most... The people that I know that are in the best shape are people who are fighters. Um, so obviously fitness is a massive part of, of, you know, of being in a martial art. So what would you say, what does your routine look like in terms of how much time are you spending cardio? How much time are you spending building your muscles? How much time are you spending stretching? And how much time are you spending in the, in the gym working on jabs, dodges, things like that? What does that kind of pie chart look like? How much time for each what you say you're spending i would say just uh the smallest part of the pie chart i think like about 10 to maybe 20 percent like nothing big uh even though it's still a bit chunk, but <laughs> nothing big it's actually what people might think of like lifting and stuff i don't really lift too much i lift like once wow. or twice a week um the rest of the time i'm doing strength conditioning that is just body weight stuff and usually at the end this small small things i think the biggest part that um people don't really think of is recovery so recovery is probably 40 to 50 percent of my time and i think every high athlete like every high level athlete in um in any sport will probably tell you the same like people think that we're always trained 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 and yes we are for sure but Mm -hmm. you know if we train three hours like the next six hours we're probably like thinking of recovery like and it comes in different forms it becomes it comes in eating healthy you know it comes Mm -hmm. in sleeping well it comes in um meditating and keeping a a good mind and good mindset all these things are part of recovery so i always tell people there's a difference between training you know three hours a day four five six hours a day whatever as opposed to training 24 it's like oh 24 what do you mean yeah 24 because you gotta eat right? You got to know what you put in your body. You got to pay attention. You got to, you got to sleep. You know, it's not, there's a saying, uh, athletes don't, uh, diet and exercise, you know, they train and recover, right? Mm, that's good. You know, it's, it's different the way that you do things, but it, you don't have to be an athlete to do that. You know, like you can do it without, you can live that lifestyle without it. And it's a very healthy lifestyle sometimes because for athletes also people don't know that sometimes in this like from reading and things like that um like the body might look nice right but inside it's not so nice the reason is because we're burning our bodies we're getting so much damage we're really accelerating our bodies to give the most performance in a short amount of time you know Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the part that also a lot of people do not know. They only see the outside, but they don't see the injuries that's coming in the inside, you know? So uh, going back to that pie chart, I would say I'll change it a little bit where like, I'll say strength conditioning uh, as in like lifting, I'll say maybe 10, 20%. The other 
uh, I say 10%, I'll say that. The other like 40% is going to be mostly like recovery. This is just the way that I do it. Uh, and I think a lot, a lot of high level athletes do it. And the rest of the time would be um, working on, on repetition and techniques. Another thing that a lot of people uh, don't understand is like they always want like, new things and new things and new things. And then really, in anything, in anything, in any sport, I did say it's all about the basics and repetition and making those basics better and better every time. One of the first punches you learn is the jab. And you can tell, you can ask any high level athlete, at least boxer, um, what are they working on? The jab, you know, like all the time. Because like there's different angles, there's different timings, there's different ways to use it, you know, trying to get better. It's never finished. Yeah, never finished. Yeah, it's a never-ending journey, and people think of like this is like an ending journey. No, no, there isn't. Uh, the reason I don't like the word, like for example, diet, right? I try to stay away from it because diet's something that ends, but a lifestyle is something that never ends, and that's what it should be—a lifestyle. You don't, you're not forced to do it. You know, you want to do it. You want to become better. You know. Right, right. So, in terms of your uh, cardio, uh, would you say you get most of that? while you're training Muay Thai or do you do a lot of like running and high intensity stuff? That's a great question. I, I do, a, I do a lot of running actually. Yeah, I do run, um, a lot less than before just because I, I've gotten smarter with the way I train, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I put about like, uh, 15, 20 miles a week. It's not like crazy, but, uh, before I used to put 50 miles a week, every wow. week. And that's on top of week. training. Two marathons. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was a tough one. But eventually, you know, that's like, I was burning my body out because that was, I'm not a runner, you know, it just depends what you want to work on, but I'm not a runner. So it's, it was kind of pointless to do that much. Now I learned how to train a little bit better. I put, yeah, 15 to 20. When I'm about to fight, I'll put the 50, the 50, sometimes even 60 for about, um, for about like three weeks. Uh, like I'll start going up to like 60 or 50 and then I start going down, down, down. So it's kind of like a little, little slope. And at the end, um, I'm doing like maybe, I don't know, last week, maybe like 15 again or 10, but I'm cutting weight too at the same time. So I have less energy. Um, yeah, yeah. This is another aspect of fighting, cutting weight. So. Right. So what would you say for someone who's kind of in the beginning stages of trying to get, um, trying to get their cardio up? and or maybe um deciding to start running uh what would your advice be to them kind of would you recommend you know run a mile one day and then the next day go for two or you say just try 10 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes what kind of what would your strategy be for them i will i like the time one i I really love the time one um yeah i would tell consistency that's that's what i would tell them you want consistency see where your level is at you know i can't give them like an exact formula because everybody's at different levels but when you do like um like time right for instance you might be able to run uh 10 miles in 10 minutes i don't know (laughs) Um, but the next person might (laughs) might be able to run only you know, a quarter of a mile in 10 minutes. Like, yeah. I don't know. So then that's why I like the time one. And yeah, I would just say like, if you put in 20 minutes, you know, 20 minutes of work, I think it start freezing a little bit. I can, I can hear you though. Can you I've, hear me? Like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, if you put like 
uh, I would honestly even say 15 minutes. If you can do 15 minutes uh, a day of cardio, it's an easy jog or even walk. It depends again. Some people I worked with, because um, I, you know, I train people personally as well. Not right now. Right. Hell, um, <laughs> right now I do virtual, which is still working a little bit. But um, yeah, I had a guy that he lost 150 pounds with me, and he actually had an Whoa. ACL tear. So like, you know, he can't run, and Whoa. like it was tough to like really do a regimen for him. We were training mm-hmm. on on his knees, and uh, cardio was all like just boxing on his knees pretty much. And it just, ha- it just went, it came down to just um, eating, like eat, his eating lifestyle had to change. He did. And, mm-hmm. and right now, you know, he got the surgery. You now he got the other surgery for like the extra skin. And the guy oh. has like a six pack and everything now. And he's pretty jacked. Like wow. he's like, he's like a, and he wants to be a, a bodybuilder or something. So right now he's into bodybuilding. But, um, but yeah, like there's multiple ways of doing it. And I would mm-hmm. say just start with 15, 20 minutes a day. Consistency is key, you know, um, after later like, on. you can, Three, four times a week, you think? Or? Yeah, I would say, I would say three, even it depends. If you've never done like two times is fine. And every like month or so, I don't know why I like the number 21, but every like 21 days or so, you kind of build a habit and then you can kind of change it a little bit if you want you know, okay. build those habits, you know, so you can start with two. And then, you know, after a month, do three, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. After, I don't know, two or three months more, you can do now five, right? Because there is consistency, you know, not that you do it, you know, the first week you start, you do five days in a row. And then after that, you never come back, you know, that's not the point. Yeah. 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 I think, I think a lot of people get frustrated. They want to go from the couch to a marathon in two weeks and, they just want to see those results right away. I think it's easy to get frustrated, but yeah, like you're saying, yeah. consistency is the key. Just a little bit, a little bit better every day. Yeah, you want something that's lasting, and you want to get lasting results. And to be honest, if somebody promises you quick results, and even if they're able to keep that promise, there's also that same way that comes fast. It also goes pretty fast. You know, yeah. it's just like in a way, like a life rule. You know, things that come easy go easy things that come hard they go hard it takes a long time to like for them to break you know so Mm -hmm. um, but like anything you just need maintenance so you again consistency just every day uh even right now luckily i'm able to train i'm a professional fighter and i still i'm still training every day i wake up 4 30 in the morning to go train um like and that's it like i keep going i don't know what my competition is doing like in a way, yeah, I don't care. Doing the best you can, yeah. I'm just focused on me. That's it. Yeah, I'm focused on me. So, nice. you know, I you up at four thirty every morning. Yeah, every morning I'm up at four thirty. It takes me about an hour to get out of bed. <laughs> so, <laughs> by, by, by like five thirty, I'm out. I'm out the door. Um, yeah, I, I I don't have like a solid morning routine. I really want. Yeah, I have a night routine. Really good night routine. Uh, yeah. but morning I just wake up and I just like listen to music and drink water and just like chill like yeah like 40 minutes and then go i don't really i don't eat breakfast so i just i just drink water and go so so you do a lot of like fasted cardio or like fasted training yeah yeah i do yeah and just like that too like i get questions all the time of like like eating habits there's so many i'm actually trying a yeah. new one uh right now i'm starting it tomorrow actually 
Okay. So, and people are like, I don't know, for me, I don't really think in uh, black and white. I think more like in just possibilities, like as many possibilities as possible. And I just yeah. play with them. So I'm, I'm going to start doing like a vegan diet for Monday. It sounds weird. Like Monday through cool. Friday. <laughs> Okay. Monday through Friday, and then uh, like, and then Saturday and Sunday, I'll do like pescatarian, and and maybe maybe sometimes meat here and there. But anytime I eat meat, I'll I'll fast like twenty four hours. Uh, and month and Wednesdays, I've always I always fast on Wednesdays, anyways. So like Wednesdays, I'll fast twenty four hours. Tonight, today, I'll fast twenty four hours because I eat meat. So then. And there's science behind that. Like I'm, I don't just make it up. Like I actually do yeah. study it. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's awesome. So. Um, what about the last, the last fitness thing I want to talk about is like uh, stretching and the importance of flexibility. Uh, so what would be your advice to someone who kind of wants to start their own stretching routine and kind of what does your stretching routine look like? Uh, so stretching routine, I would say that first of all, uh, there's like static and dynamic. If you want to. Mm-hmm. Before you do any training, you want to do a dynamic stretch. My favorite stretches usually incorporate movements that I'm about to do. You know, so for instance, if you're about to do a squat, then you you know do squats uh, slowly, where you maybe hold on holding on to something to really get those those specific muscles to stretch because you're about to do that movement. Uh, that's something I learned. Uh, even it sounds weird. Even kind of recently in the past years, where like you know, I was, I would stretch and I would get ready, but then I still had to do a few kicks or things like that before I was ready, ready, you know, mm-hmm. now I know that by kicking lightly, uh, warming up first, you want to warm up first, the muscles, your muscles are like elastic bands. So you want to warm them up, but then afterwards doing similar movements that you're about to do, right. Uh, will be the most beneficial as opposed mm-hmm. to stretching in one way where you're not going to use those movements for instance i was if i was going to take it to extremes right if i warm up and i stretch my arms all day and oh i'm ready to go but then i go and kick instead well <laughs> i'm waiting yeah. like i'm not doing anything right uh, yeah. so you want to be stretching the same muscles you're about to use uh specifically the same movements if you can lightly and then build them up as you go dynamic stretching at the beginning and at the end, static stretching is is good because once you're warm, you want to you can do uh, static stretching where you can hold the pauses and relax, right? Right. So your your muscles will relax by then. I will stretch out a lot, and and like right now you're programming your body to relax. Um, so I would recommend at the beginning something dynamic that includes the movements you're about to do, and then after that. Uh, static stretch at the end. It could be holding a split. It could be holding, I don't know, any t- any 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 type of uh, static stretch. And that's how you're gonna build that flexibility. That's kind of that's my routine and what right. I would recommend. You know, do you stretch on days even if I mean it seems like you work out every day. But if there was a day where you don't work out, would you still be stretching that day as well? Is that a seven day a week type thing? <clears throat> I I would say uh, one. Big things. One huge thing that I always recommend people: foam rolling. Foam rolling is key. When you have, when you stretch, right? When you stretch, if you have a tear, you won't know. And if you stretched, you can tear it more, right? Mm. But if you foam roll and you massage the muscles, the muscles are gonna get more flexible, more relaxed, and you won't injure them because you're not pulling on them. So, uh, going back to your question. Um, I usually only stretch when I'm training 
I do train okay. like six times, six uh, Monday through Saturday, and yeah. I try to set rest on Sunday. And on Sunday, like at night, I'll just do foam rolling, nothing crazy. Uh, yeah, but I, I usually only stretch when I need to, but also again because of my routine, <laughs> like yeah. my my regimen. You know, if somebody wasn't like training as hard, I would say to stretch like. I mean, if you can every day, it'll be awesome. Uh, but if you overstretch too, you'll notice you get sore. Like you'll get really sore. So then, if you stretch too much, uh, you actually won't get as much results as you might think you will. You need to let your body rest. So sometimes just sleeping is much better than stretching. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It seems like balance is very important no matter what you're doing. Yeah. Extremely important. Extremely. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we take the, the last little bit here, uh, 15 minutes or so, to talk about, so you have a, a YouTube page, you said you have an online business, kind of why don't you talk about what your content looks like on your Instagram and your YouTube and even on your, your website, um, and kind of how you've built that so far. So the YouTube uh, looks like just techniques, it's based on techniques, some workouts as well, shadow boxing workouts. Uh, a lot of times people will ask me different questions on my YouTube channel or on Instagram or, and I try to make videos for them just to help out explain uh, how things work. Um, usually I post every, every Monday and Thursday I have a video. Sometimes I'll do like series here and there where I'll post like every day, like Monday to Friday, every day, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like I'll post one. And usually those are big projects depending on what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. I started about like, two years ago, it was actually my father's idea because he's like, hey, like you're always traveling all over the world and fighting, but like, I don't know, nobody knows your things, you never post anything. And then he's like, hey, how about you start a YouTube channel and like, you know, you better on like social media. Uh, he's not a social media person either. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. So then I started with YouTube. Um, I don't know how you started, but like, uh, I'm not really like big, um, like publicly, I can public speak. Like I'm fine, even if I stutter or or, or don't know what I'm saying. Like I'm fine. But mm-hmm. in front of a camera was tough. I was like, oh man, this is weird. Wow. It's yeah, awkward. I was like, it's just awkward. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm talking to a camera. Like just <laughs> I was randomly mm-hmm. teaching a class by myself. You know. Um. Yeah. So that took a while to get used to. Sometimes, sometimes they'll pop here and there. Well, like, like I don't know. I'll get camera shy. Like I just. Like right now, it's easier. It sounds weird. It's easier because you're you're there. But if yeah. I was just speaking to a camera, sometimes I'm like, oh, this is so weird. Like is when I do interviews, there? it's when I do interviews, it's way easier to do that than a podcast by myself. Way easier. Yeah, because this is just the conversation that I'm recording. Yeah, th- yeah, yeah. Maybe I thought it was just me or something. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is so <laughs> no, awkward. <laughs> oh man, and um, yeah. So I started about two years. Started posting. Uh, and I kind of took actually what I learned in martial arts uh, and put it into my business were uh, consistency, you know, was part of it. And I remember saying to myself, I was like, all right, like I'm not the best at videos. I'm still not the best at them, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to be consistent. Like uh, back then I was like, I'm going to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I started to do like every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But then I started like getting, I was like, man, it might be too much. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do Monday and Thursday. And that's it. Like, I'm going to keep it Monday and Thursday and I cannot stop. So then I kept it and I kept going, I kept going, I kept going, build that consistency. 
then I started, um, you know, getting more people. And same thing for Instagram. I started with, you know, some, like my best Instagram is not like big, but I have a good following. And like the way I started was the same thing, just consistency. Uh, people that ask me about Instagram, um, I tell them the same thing. It's like, first you gotta be consistent. Like there's yeah. no point in like learning anything else if you can't be consistent with your work, you know? Um, building a theme, things like that. You wanna build like a niche, something that people wanna see a story. On social media, that's what people are there for. They wanna see a story. They wanna be entertained, um, whichever way it is, you know? And I think the best way to do it is just being authentic. Be your authentic self. Um, give what you have to give to the world. Uh, social media can be a very big distraction, but it can also be a very big way to connect to people and a very huge tool that uh, we none of our other generations had. Like this is a very big blessing that we have, and if we use it properly, uh, like we can affect many lives in a good way, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So that's like the way that I like to think of it. Uh, for me, I don't really use social media for really scrolling too much. Really like. Most of the time is answering people's questions. Sometimes I'll be talking to friends. Like, you know, if you hit me up, like, I'll be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, just like studying it, putting content out there. Uh, that's the way I use social media, trying to, you know, change the world in my own way and the way that I can give back, you know, and being authentic it makes it easy. At least for me, I think it makes it easy if you're authentic, whatever platform you are, you, you have. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, Again, the consistency of being or, and being organized because right now I have my YouTube channel, I have Instagram, I have my Facebook, I have my I have my um my web my web page. I have actually Reddit that I started about a year ago and it's grown pretty good as well. Um, I just started a online academy, so like I have to pe answer people on that. So I have, I run like six seven platforms at the same time. And I actually do everything manually, which people think like, oh, like there's some things that you can schedule. There's some that that like, Facebook allows and stuff like that. But for Instagram, everything's meant like everything you see, I actually I stop to post and like write and comment and everything is manual. And that yeah. takes organization. If not, you will not make it, you know, like it's it's just too overwhelming, you know. And the distraction is literally in the palm of your hands. You can either make this post nice and answer the questions interact with people or you can get lazy and like just start scrolling around random stuff that you don't even care about honestly you know yeah so it doesn't matter and stuff like that yeah 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 so i would say that's the biggest thing just if you have something to give to the world social media is the place to do it right now just just do it you know be yourself and be consistent that's it that's all mm -hmm. how did you what would you attribute because I think you have a great uh, following on Instagram and on your YouTube page. What would you attribute a lot of your growth to? Just like kind of you built it and people started showing up or were you messaging people? Were you doing any sort of advertising? Like what was, I guess, your success to how far you've gotten so far? I think um, it's not again, crazy, like the consistency. Like I found something that I was good at and I could combine. So mm -hmm. like, um, like my YouTube is all about uh, so the way that I set up, for, my, for example, my Instagram is that on Monday, I put a picture, uh, sorry, on Monday, I put the video, right? A clip that allows only one minute. So I put a clip, uh, one minute clip of the YouTube video, right? And then on Tuesday, I put a picture. On Wednesday, I put a picture, right? Uh, they might have different themes uh, here and there. 
Thursday, I have my video clip again, a trailer. And on Friday, I have, uh, you know, a throwback, a throwback Friday or something like that, right? Right. So, like, that's how, that's how I started. And then uh, throughout the, that same consistency, other people started, uh, um, for instance, there's one called uh, Muay Thai Tips. And they started uh, seeing my videos and they had like uh, like 80K or something like that back then. I think now they have 150K, like something crazy. And the guy was like, like hey, like he hit me up the cake. Can I share your videos and stuff like that? So they start sharing the videos. And oh, wow. yeah, and then like, like, for example, I went from getting, because before like Facebook bought Instagram. So actually it's a lot harder to grow now. Um, mm-hmm. Before it was easier to do it organically. Right now it's harder because Facebook wants people to pay. Um, So people that started a long time ago got really lucky. And that's why they're so huge because before it was really easy to grow organically. Right now it's very hard. Um, But anyways, I remember like I had like, for instance, I don't know, like a thousand or 2000 views because remember remember, before you could actually see the likes and views on Instagram. Now you can't. Um, and then like this guy just, um, uh, shared it. And then like, I got to like 160,000. It was like something Whoa. crazy. Yeah. Wow. It was like something crazy. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, you just keep at it, keep at it and hit the same theme. I would say like a lot of it is just like, if you're authentic and you have like a theme, a niche, people in that niche will come to you. Like they will, they will like eventually start like, Oh, like who is this guy? You start popping up in discovery page. You start, start popping on people's feeds, you know? And then, yeah, that's how you grow. People start telling other friends. There's different ways to like, I guess it wasn't just like me, you know, uh, what's it called? Like guessing or whatever. Like I, I studied it too. Like I bought books on like Instagram and I bought courses on YouTube to like get better at it. And there's like, you know, there's keywords, there's hashtags, there's things like that that you got to play around with. Um, mm-hmm. It is a full-time job. So usually people don't see growth because they don't take, they take it as a hobby, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it really isn't. It's, it, it's most like a, it's a full-time job. You have to be consistent whether you have to really know the game, you really, again, like color schemes, things like that. Like, you know, mine is red, white, and uh, red, white, pretty much in black. Like, so I, I try to keep everything in that, and that's that color scheme, make it look nice. Um, you know, you can do like, um, for instance, uh, giveaways, you know, if, if you want to give something away, like for instance, I can give away a pair of gloves or right now I start working with these um, hand weights uh egg weights right i could buy one um and just be like hey i'm giving up this egg weights and then you know like comment below three friends uh share like you know tag three friends down below and you'll be entered to like you know for the raffle things mm-hmm. like that so and it takes it takes work it's not just like oh let me just put a picture up and a few hashtags and a lot yeah. of times people don't even know how to use like i'm not an expert at it neither but there's mm-hmm. like if i was because people I don't know. I really don't like to hide anything. I don't really care because at the end of the, at the end of the day, it go, it comes down to hard work and and being smart. But like most people don't have hard work. Like I dare say that most people do not work hard. And I can tell you everything, and you probably won't still do it. You know. So like when people ask me like, "What's your secret?" I'm like, "Oh, here, here." Like I don't care. Like it doesn't matter because most people won't even do it anyways. But like for instance, like for hashtags, like one of the things that I know about them is like now that I know it's like a big topic um, is that 
you can't just put any random hashtag like like each hashtag has like amount of like followers you know that mm. use it and if you have like a thousand followers or you put a hashtag a general hashtag that has like three million sixteen millions you're never gonna get seen ever yeah you know <laughs> yeah. like you yeah. ha- you have to put a hashtag that's near your following right so if you yeah. have a thousand followers and the hashtag you know robert you know is has like three thousand just guessing then you want yeah. to like oh that's a good hashtag but if the hashtag robert has like i don't know six million then don't use it because like no it's not gonna get seen at all you never know? gonna pop up there yeah 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 so i would say that's the biggest secret with hashtags you literally go to the discovery page you put the hashtag that you want or even sometimes when you do your your posts it tells you how many followers like that specific hashtag has and if it's way off your following then just don't use it like just play with it and it gives you like suggestions too like it's is there for you like you just ha- like you have to pay attention that's all and do the work that's it nice nice so. that's cool so it se- yeah it seems like you've had a lot of success with it which is good to see what does uh what is your online academy what's that uh, so the online academy, uh, start, I, it was something I had planned for like about a year, but mm. um, it's going to start actually next year. Because with all this going on, starting yeah, it right yeah. now. But it's pretty much a, an outlet of um, a support system, a community for people that want to learn martial arts, people that want to learn Muay Thai. They get uh, workouts every single day, Monday through Friday. And they have live streams with coaches, myself and other pro fighters and coaches. So you guys to ask uh, any questions uh, regarding Muay Thai regarding even things like this like you know like how like how many hours do you train how many that you know yeah. guidance because how I said I have my YouTube channel and I throw a lot of free stuff there's tons of free stuff in there but it only gets you like to a certain level you know to that base mm-hmm. that base kind of but then if you want to go to that next level people that want to really learn the art really want to learn um, more about the fitness part of it the why like how to land it how to you know all these things maybe the culture behind it people that want to ask us personal questions about it um Mm -hmm. and be in a community then that's what the online academy offers uh it's like it's a whole it has two parts to it one of them is like an actual website that i built that has all the content from like a to z and i'm constantly posting uh videos daily it's not like youtube like random videos is like mm-hmm. structure videos with workouts and technique breakdowns, PDF downloads, uh, everything you need there. And it's just like a library on demand. You can get it. You can put it anytime on wherever you want. Um, so even if you have a busy schedule or you didn't get something, you're always going to have there. And then you have um, it's a Facebook group, uh, a private group that is where we do the live sessions and people get to ask us questions. Uh, right now we're actually training with every day with the people, with the members there. So then they we motivate them. Cause I know a lot of people can get um, bad habits by staying home all day and get lazy, but if you have somebody there is, you know, keeping you accountable, then that helps. You know, that, Big time that helps. Yeah, yep. that helps. Yeah. So like, um, usually the, the live sessions are only uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, but right now we're doing it every day, every day live sessions making sure that people are on top of their game. Um, again, a support system. People can ask questions, put their techniques up, uh, whatever it is, like put memes. As long as they're, you know, <laughs> part of martial arts and, you know, being creating a positive community. In social media, yep. we find a lot of, like, 
negative stuff in a way, you know, and when you have this like positive community that people, everybody uh, is growing or trying to grow, like it's nice. It's really nice. I, I love it. Like I, I, for me, it was actually like a dream, a dream come true. It's still, you know, I just started it. So it's still not like something I can live off, but uh, I love it. Like, because this whole time I was, I was doing all this for free, you know, like yeah. just with the YouTube videos. And it's just like, man, I've been doing this two years for free. Like it's something that I really love because, you know, if I'm willing to do it for free, then why, why would I not do it, you know, to make a, you know, a living, you know? Yep. So, uh, so yeah. And then after all that started it, but that's pretty much what the online Academy is. It's just a support system for people that really want to learn the art. they really want to, they're very serious about their training and uh, becoming better physically, mentally, and spiritually, you know, uh, then that's, then that's the place for you, man. And that's joined. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Really happy to hear that work out for you. Um, yeah, thank you. What would be, so like last question before we let you go. So you were talking about like quarantine and people, you know, struggling to get motivated. One thing I've noticed is a lot of people realizing Hey, I can work out at home and I don't have to spend, you know, 500 bucks a year, or 600 bucks a year on a gym when I can do everything at home. What would be your, uh, I guess, checklist or if you were to spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks on building a little home gym or some equipment to work out at home and get a good workout at home? Uh, what would be a little list that you would give someone? Oh man, that's that's good. That's a good question. Just because I I built mine back in my basement, so I oh, honestly man. think you just need some space in a bag that's it <laughs> you don't need anything else you need some space clean wow. space like not, not like you know messy no just mm -hmm. space in a bag that's it here at least is cold so i bought a treadmill so yeah. you know that that's the only thing but in my basement that's all i got some space in a bag in my bag um that's it my pads and stuff when like when i do my private lessons that people come over but yeah. there's nothing in there other than that like that's all you need what kind of bag? Like a heavy bag? Like with the yeah, water on bag. the bottom or hanging from the ceiling? Or? Uh, either or works. I like the ones hanging from the ceiling. They're, and for me, they're, they're better. Uh, they, yeah. they call the banana bags. They call them the, yeah, you know, the bowling ball bags. Uh, there's this company called Fairtex. I really like their, their, their equipment and their stuff. But the banana bag is like a very long one. And you can have that, uh, you know, put it from a pillar or something. Uh, not a pillar, um, uh, one of those like really big supporting beams <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah and then i'll, I'll just I'll, I'll be good there uh you, i mean some people have put it outside and some people that are in warmer areas have put their bags outside uh they, you know they put they make a hole put uh build the the base and everything and fill it with concrete and that's it um wow. and honestly you don't even need you don't even need bag like you would just need some space like if you had like a i don't know like a two meter by two meter or like 10, 10 by 10 feet like you're good like that's or three meter by three you're good like you can just buy some dumbbells um right now they have said i started working with that company that egg weights and and that's it like um that's how the academy is all built out of uh mm -hmm. zero equipment pretty much you don't need any equipment to to start at all um on Fridays, we do do a heavy bag workout. Like we do half heavy bag, half shadow boxing because there is people that have bags. And, mm -hmm. you know, people ask, ask like, hey, can you do those? So then every Friday we do that uh, to accommodate for, for those members. But nice. for the most part, 
like everything could be done um it's kind of like yoga you know like in a way like everything yeah. could be done without you don't need anything you just you just need to do the do the work that's it you know wow so. that's awesome cool man well i appreciate your time appreciate you being here so why don't you kind of tell us uh where people can find you on Instagram and your YouTube page. And if there's anything, any closing remarks you want to give, please go ahead. <laughs> Thanks man. Appreciate it. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram, uh, Mike iron boy, uh, my Instagram. And then on YouTube, uh, iron boy experience and Facebook, same thing. Iron boy experience, Google, same thing. Iron boy experience. The only one that's different is just <laughs> my Instagram is Mike iron boy. It's a little bit more, more personal. Um, nice. Iron Boy, your fight name? Yes, it is my fight name. I got it in in Thailand because my name is Mike, and and they were like, "Oh, you work very hard." It was between workhorse or Iron Boy, and I was like, "I'll take Iron Boy." Iron Boy, way better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that almost sounds like, yeah, it doesn't sound like a fight name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know many fighting horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, because no, I was always training. I love training hard, so. They're like, yeah, you train hard. So like, but then someone was like, oh, he's Mike. But since I was, since I'm not as big as like, you know, like uh, Iron Mike, like, you know, Mike Tyson, they're like, oh no, like mm. Iron Boy. I was like, Iron oh, Boy. Like that. That's good. Yeah. Keeps you young too, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, like, yeah, 21. So that's still young. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Awesome, man. Good. Well, I appreciate your time. Appreciate all the hard work you're doing. I appreciate all the content you're putting out. I use your videos all the time for stretching and shadow boxing. So appreciate you keeping me healthy during this quarantine. Um, yeah, so if anyone wants to stay healthy during quarantine, please check out Mike's YouTube page and his Instagram. Uh, he's constantly putting out content um, and is open to suggestions and ideas if you, if you have any. Um, so thank you so much, Mike. Good luck with your training. Good luck with your website. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, brother. It was an awesome uh, time. Thank you.